turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Well, tonight we bring you part 15 in our series. That's right, part 15. We've come a mighty long way in this series, entitled The God of All Comfort. He is the God who comforts us not only in some of our troubles, not only in a few of our troubles, but in all of our troubles, especially in these perilous and uncertain times. As we continue forward through this year, we need God's comfort. We need to be comforted by God in the face of COVID-19 and its Omicron variant. We need to be comforted by God, not only in the face of sickness and disease, but also in the midst of social unrest, culture warfare, financial difficulties, and the multitude of trials and challenges we encounter on a daily basis. And now, lest I forget, we can add global conflict to the mix. So if you find yourself in need of God's comfort, then I challenge you, stay tuned. Stay tuned to hear about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that challenging and wonderful introduction. We're always blessed how God use you all the time. We appreciate that. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. So we want to encourage you to get your pens and your paper and your Bible and uh, get close to a table and take down some good notes, you know, and the Lord will bless you for that. Well, you know, we uh, want to say this, and I want to say this by introduction, because we're talking about the God of all comfort, and he is a God of all comfort, and we're building upon 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through, and... uh, I want to say this in relationship to him being a God of all comfort. He's also a God who works uh, with all the bottom experiences that you and I go through. No matter what you're going through, no matter what bottom situation you're going through, and I don't know how low your bottom is, but God is there to deal with you. You know, you remember David says, 
Though I uh, go to the uttermost part, though I go up to the heavens, the highest part, God is there. Though I go down to Hades, thou art there. And God is everywhere. He is a God that is an omnipresent God. So even when you hit bottom, God works in the bottom of your experiences. That's a good word for you tonight to know. So God is a God who's working in the bottom experiences. And God has three bottoms that he works with in our lives. And number one, we have uh, the issue of bottom down. You know, sometimes we hit bottom down, but God is with us bottom down, number two. And when we hit bottom down, God has the second experience in our life is bottoms up. Brings you from bottom down, brings you up to bottom up. And then thirdly, uh, he gives you a bottom out uh, of the situation. Isn't that wonderful? Three-point sermon right there. Bottom down, bottom up, then bottom out. Oh, somebody going to preach on that. Uh, somebody going to start sharing that, I think. And this is something that the Lord just gave me right before this program. <clears throat> it's just hot from the Lord, hot from the Holy Spirit, that he just gave me this. Now, uh, in relationship to this bottom uh, situation, I want to say this, God, and make a note of this, and God allows us to hit rock bottom. So we will discover that he is the rock at the bottom. And when we discover that he is the rock at the bottom, he brings us from the bottom to the top. Isn't that awesome? God allows us to hit rock bottom, so we will discover that he is the rock at the bottom. And when we discover that he is the rock at the bottom, he brings us from the bottom to the top. And, you know, Jesus is, uh, we're told that he is the rock. And, you know, you need him in this stormy world. You need him in this troubled world. And we got trouble everywhere we look. And every time you turn on TV, radio, uh, you hear about so many terrible things. And we're in a storm. But when you know the rock of ages, you know Jesus is the rock. It's just like that third pig. You know, he built his house on the rock. And when the wolf came, he couldn't blow it down, just blew himself out. And that's what happens with Satan. When your life is built on Jesus as the rock, and Satan can huff and puff, but he'll just blow himself out. Now, that's by way of introduction. Now, let me say this in the body of my message. There are eight reasons why God allows bad things to happen to his people. We're going to continue that. And let me go to this by way of review. Number one, uh, God allows things to happen to, uh, bad things to happen to his people uh, so that he can strengthen our faith. And a lot of us got weak faith, troubled faith, doubting faith, and God has to strengthen our faith through the experiences we go through. Number two, uh, that God allows bad things to happen to his people to wean us from worldly things. Uh, thirdly, God allows bad things to happen to his people to get us into a heavenly hope. Fourthly, God allows bad things to happen to his people so that he can see that we 
really love him more so than anything else. And number five, most of all, bad things happen to uh, God's people and his people to teach us to be obedient to Christ's lordship in our lives. Oh, that's a big challenge. And that's why many times, as the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, 5 through 11, our Father chasteneth and disciplined those in whom he loves. Sometimes he just got to take you to the woodshed, take us all to the woodshed so that we'll learn and come out of the woodshed, you know, and, and do what he calls us to do under the Lordship. Because we're in rebellion and we need to be humbled sometime, you know, through the woodshed. And number six, and sixthly, God allows bad things to happen to his people in order that he might reveal his grace, his sufficient grace, and his strength, glory, and power. Oh, you need to make a note of that. That number six, God allows bad things to happen to his people in order that he might reveal his grace, his sufficient grace, strength, glory, and power. Why do I say that? And you know, I'm going to mess with this thing maybe for a couple of weeks on this now. Uh, this number six. Now, why do I say that? Because you want to link with this number six, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You remember Paul talked about the thorn in his flesh, and he says in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Apparently, Paul had some tremendous revelations from God, and there was a little pride starting to build in him. So, you know, God says, okay, got to humble my son, because I'm using him on a great level. I got to humble him. So verse eight, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Now here is the, uh, why bad things happen to good people. And Paul was a good person in the Lord. You know, he was a godly man. And it wasn't that he was going through this thing because of a lack of faith, like word faith teachers say. No, God was doing this to humble him. But notice what he said in verse 9. And he said unto me, now he never did healing. And he didn't, he didn't not healing. And it wasn't because he had a lack of faith. It's just that God needed to do this in his life to keep him humble. Now, and he says in verse 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in the infirmities and that the power of Christ might rest upon me. So notice this here, all of these nuggets, spiritual nuggets I'm pulling out. He mentions the word grace. Oh, you know, sometimes when you go through sicknesses, you just say, oh, this is a bad thing. Well, sometimes the greater the sickness, the greater the grace. You ever thought about that? The greater the trial, the greater the grace. The greater the financial struggles, the greater the grace. Think about that. Anytime you go through something, 
as a child of God, God is going to give to you a measure of grace beyond your imagination. That's the unmerited favor of God. All of us need that. Notice that he says, verse 9, oh, this is tremendous teaching, tremendous word of God. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. Now, you need, in, in the midst of infirmities and trials and tribulation and testing, he talks about these words, grace, God gives you grace, sufficient grace. Sufficient for what? Sufficient to deal with everything you're going through. Can I get an amen on that? And he gives you strength. He gives you glory, that you give him the glory. So you get to the point where rather than focusing on your infirmities and your finances, so when you get to the point where you focus on your finances more than God, that God has to put something in your life to humble you because he wants you to say, I'm going to give God the glory despite not being able to pay my bills, not being able to do these basic things that I need in my life. You got to just get to the point where you just praise the Lord and just put him first and lean on the word of God because he said he'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ. And that if you seek him first, and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Now, notice what he says here. Grace, he'll give grace in the midst of all types of thorns and troubles and problems in your life. He'll give you grace. He'll give you strength, glory, and power. And then perfection. Perfection and weakness. Look at all these powerful words that God will give to you and me in the midst of the greatest bad situation that you look at in your life as bad, God looks at it as his will to get you to the place where he needs you to be. Oh, we're going to come back to this number six because we need to build on this thing. And I want to say this in closing. When Paul used the word here, therefore, in verse 10, I take pleasure in my infirmities. How many people think like that? They think the opposite. Even in, uh, some preachers are that way. They think the opposite of this. In reproaches and necessities and persecution and distresses for Christ's sake. So you do it all for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, when you go through all these things, we will say this in closing. When you go through all of these trials and testings and tribulations in life, it's either going to, it's, you're going to either fall victim of these three W's. You're going to get weak, first W, weaker, second W, third W, weakest, or you're going to get strong, stronger, and the strongest. You notice that? Strong, stronger, strongest. Which one are you going to fall for? Being weak, weaker, weakest, or strong, stronger, and strongest. Uh, when he said the power came upon him in verse 9, when the power of Christ rests upon me, oh, when you got that power in your life, you're able to do things that nobody else can do because the power of God is in your life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And Lord, somebody hearing this message, bring them to repentance right now. We ask that you would help them to confess their sins and repent of their sins and turn to you as Lord and Savior of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. 
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to give us a call. We're here to answer your questions, listen to your comments, and dialogue with you. Uh, we just want to encourage you. This is a great opportunity to get some great spiritual ammunition. You know, we are engaged in a spiritual warfare, and uh, God wants you equipped. And this ministry is here to help you become equipped. We always say, if you're not equipped, expect to get whipped, because we have an enemy, and he doesn't play around. He's trying to see who he might uh, uh, devour. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy, and we don't want that for you. We want you to be able to give reasons and answers for your faith. It's so vital. So give us a call. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you as well. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. So we're here to, to help you, to, to encourage you, and to bless you. So give us a call. And as always, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for our ministry. It's such a vital thing that we know and, and that, that you're praying on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's kept us going these 20 years. So we can't thank you enough for your continuous prayers as well as your giving, because this is a listener-supported ministry, and you all have supported us with your generosity and your love, and we thank you so much. Right now, we're running a little bit behind, so we need your help. We need your help tonight to keep this program in the black, shall we say, and not in the red. It's so important. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to uh, Contending faith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. It's that simple. And you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We also want to encourage you, Dr. Buckner is available to come to your church and provide trainings and seminars on the cults, on uh, the essentials of the Christian faith, and so much, much more. It's a great opportunity for your church to have him come out. He's done this many, many times throughout the Bay Area at various churches. And so we want to uh, make you aware that he is available to come out and to do that. And it's a great time uh, for your congregation, uh, for your pastoral staff uh, to be equipped, especially in the area of, of, of apologetics and giving reasons and answers to the cults at our door. So we want to encourage you you can reach him at area code 415-721-1778. So give him a call and have him at your church. Uh, he's done uh, multiple day seminars and trainings. It's a great, great opportunity. All right, Dr. Buckner, you ready to do, uh, take some of these calls? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Look forward to it. Okay. Um, well, first of all, it looks like we had Brother Alfred who wants to uh, take his answer off the air his question reads, is it okay for Christians to drink wine? Well, that's a very good question, Alfred. I appreciate that question because this is a question that 
uh, many Christians are debating about and confused about. And what we need to try to do is take the confusion out of confusion, fusion out of confusion, and try to uh, bring some clarity on this from a biblical perspective. Um, it is okay for a Christian to drink wine as long as it's not to the excess. Now, uh, I say that because uh, the Bible uh, says that the Apostle Paul uh, talks about this in Ephesians 5 and 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, see, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul uh, doesn't condemn drinking except for to the excess, you know, when you get drunk and you create a stumbling block in the life of other people, and that's uh, not a, uh, a Christian thing to do. And let me say this as well, that uh, Timothy, uh, the Apostle Paul, told Timothy to drink a little wine for stomach's sake because he had stomach problems. And then also Jesus and his apostles and they drank wine, uh, not to the excess, but the first miracle that Jesus did in John chapter 2 was turn the water into wine, and it was not grape juice, uh, it was uh, literal wine that they were drinking. The reason why we know that is because uh, many times in the Gospels, they would uh, call Jesus a drunkard, uh, they would call him a gluttonous man, because he would, uh, and he called him a, a friend of the Republican centers, Republican centers and stuff like that. Uh, and because he hung out with centers to reach them for the kingdom. And so, but they would call him a drunkard. Why would they do that if it was just grape juice? No, it was something that was wine. Um, so uh, we see illustrations in the word of God over and over that, uh, if, if a person drinks on a moderate level, uh, it is not a sin, uh, but must be careful, though, that they don't create a stumbling block. And also, if you, this is a weakness on your part, I mean, I must bring that out. If this has been a weakness on your part, where you have gotten drunk, you need to abstain from that, and you also need to get into some groups AA and some groups and get some help because uh, look at how many lives have been destroyed on the roads and at homes, uh, domestic violence related to alcohol abuse and so many other things. Satan has really gotten behind this stuff to uh, self-destruct and destroy people's lives. So uh, I think that's very important that uh, I, I state this and above all uh, that in Romans chapter 14, the apostle Paul says, don't be a stumbling block in your brother's way. So if you know that somebody gets offended by you drinking, you know, if you go out and you're with some people and you're with some other Christians and they are offended by it, don't do it because you'll create a stumbling block. So if you're around some people that uh, like to do it and there's no issue with it, uh, that's another thing. I just personally, I don't drink at all. Uh, I've never had really an interest in it at all. And I thank God for that. It just never has fit into my taste buds, but I'm thankful to the Lord. But I don't condemn those who do as long as they do it moderately. Gary, you want to add to this as well? Yeah, I think the biggest issue is 
becoming a stumbling block. And also, you know, it's your witness, right? Who knows who's watching you, you know? Um, and somebody may be watching you that has never drank before and decide, you know what, I'm going to try this, and only to discover that it becomes a weakness in their life. All of a sudden, they are dealing with an issue that they might never have as a result of watching you do something that is okay for you to do. It may not hurt you, but I think in the long run, we have to guard our witness and just be careful, um, you know, that people are, because people are always watching us and we just never know who is and uh, how they're interpreting things. So in my mind, it's always better to abstain, particularly publicly. I mean, if you're behind closed doors in your own house and um, you have a glass of wine at dinner and it's just you and your, your close family and nobody else seeing it, you know, that's different. But if you're out in public and Lord knows who is watching you or, oh, my gosh, there's Dr. Buckner. and He's got a big old glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> wow, he can drink. Well, maybe I should try it. You know, maybe it, maybe it makes him smart. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> so that that's my two cents on the subject. I've never, uh, I, I just don't, I, my wife and I do not drink. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that we never got an interest in really either, um, even as a teenager growing up, I just never understood why anybody would want to be uh, going somewhere and, and making an idiot out of themselves by getting drunk. Um, but anyway, that's my two cents, Doctor. Amen. Well, it's a good two cents, and we appreciate that. Uh, so hopefully, this has been a help to Alfred, and that's a good question. So thank you, Alfred, and God bless you, brother. And thank you always for your support as well for contending for the faith. Do we have enough time for the next question? Yes, we have time for uh, Rick. He's holding. Uh, Brother Rick. Uh, How you doing, Brother Rick? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Uh, We are truly blessed. And while I have you on the phone, uh, let's uh, hear uh, what you got out of the message. How does the message speak to you tonight? Uh, Basically, it's a source of comfort. Basically, what really got my attention is when we go through difficult times in our life, God is always there. Brother Rick, excuse me, do you have your TV on? I'm trying to turn it off. Yeah, we're we're not able to hear you clearly because your TV is on. Yeah, that's much better. We're on equal ground now. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Can you hear me better? We can hear you better. We still can hear you at your TV. Make sure you have it turned off when you're called in because that's important as well as in church. So, uh, but go ahead. Uh, don't get distracted by trying to uh, mess with the remote and all that right now. Uh, just tell us what you got out of the message. What, how did the message speak to you? The, big, the biggest source of uh, comfort I got is that his grace is sufficient. It's like when we go, when we go through a hard time, we don't realize how much grace there is that God is providing for us. That that's that, that's the biggest that's the biggest thing I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is a key point as well. 
And that's one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul mentions the word grace before all of the other spiritual nuggets uh, in the midst of the, the trials and tribulations we go through. We got to always remember there's always sufficient grace right there to help you through the situation, no matter what you're going through. That's a good word. Good news. And and what's your uh, question uh, for it, uh, tonight? Yeah, I got, 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 this is a question that kind of hit my mind. Um, is there any place in the Bible, or especially in the books of Corinthians, where uh, people are not going to be raptured? Well, that's a very good question. Um, let me just say this. Um, we'll all be raptured. Um, and, you know, First Thessalonians chapter 4 and uh, verse 17 says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. The word caught up is the Greek word for rapture. So, uh, but the issue is here that's uh, quite interesting. It says, uh, we who are alive will remain and shall be caught up. So the issue is when you, you can, people can underline the word alive, apparently there will be some people who will, uh, during the rapture, who will never die. They'll just be caught up and transformed in, uh, uh, in a twinkling of an eye. And And I say that because you and you, when you link this verse of scripture uh, with First uh, uh, Corinthians, let me go over to First Corinthians, um, and uh, let's see here, First uh, Corinthians, uh, and I want to get to uh, chapter fifteen. Go to chapter fifteen, First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. It says, uh, that, and this you can link together with First Thessalonians 4 and 17, verse 51, Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Notice that. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all be changed. And in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. So uh, what is interesting here, this particular verse should be linked with First Thessalonians 4 and 17, uh, because uh, the rapture will take place, but there will be some people who will be alive and will not sleep and just be uh, changed in a twinkling of an eye. And that's interesting, interesting to me, because we always have said everybody will die. Well, no, not according to the Apostle Paul. You know, and some people during that period will be just transformed up in uh, in the rapture, and they will be alive, and it will happen right when they're alive. So that's something important for us to understand. That's what the scripture is saying here. So hopefully that kind of gives some extra insight into your uh, your question. Yes. Uh, do you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you regarding? Keep me uh, strong in, in my health. Okay, keep you strong. Okay, and also pray for my, I, I have my ears uh, uh, syringe, but there's still a lot more wax in my ears. Mm -hmm. So it, it's probably going to take another month before I see an ear and nose specialist. So pray for me around that time with my hearing. 
Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that. Brother Gary, you'd like to lead us in prayer for mm-hmm. Brother Rick? All right, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray that you would touch him, Lord God, at his point of need, whether it's his hearing and uh, this wax issue in his ears. We pray, Lord God, that you give him the opportunity to get that out of there, that you, Lord, also would strengthen him and encourage him in his physical man, Lord God. We know as he's uh, in need of the God of all comfort, to comfort him through these uh, challenges that he faces on a daily basis. And Lord, you are the God of all comfort. So comfort him even now, Lord God. Strengthen him even now and pour out your grace upon his life. Grace upon grace upon grace. Let it overtake him, support him, and keep him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, and thank you, Brother Rick, for your call, your question, and God bless you and continue to keep his hands upon you. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Pick up that phone and give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is there and he's anxious to hear from you, especially when we have needs in our lives. So it's important uh, we're here to pray with you. And uh, we always like to thank you, our listening audience, for your prayers that are going forward all the time for this ministry. Believe me when I say that those prayers are keeping us going. And it's so important that you continue to lift us up in prayer. In addition to that, we can't thank you enough for your generosity that you have decided to partner with us these many, many years. We've been on the air almost 20 years, and it's all by means of listener support. And so we can't thank you enough that uh, your, your, your prayers and your generosity have truly made the difference, not only in the lives of Dr. Buckner and I, but in all the folks who listen to this broadcast and are touched by the messages that are going out. All the lives that are receiving Christ, receiving uh, healing, receiving deliverance, receiving information and being equipped, you're part of that. And God's going to reward you for it. We always say one day we'll stand before God. He's going to say, turn around and you'll see a multitude of people. You're going to ask God, who are these people, Lord? And the Lord's going to say to you, these are the people that made it into the kingdom as a result of your giving, giving of your tithes, giving to ministries like ours. It's so important that uh, we develop a spirit of generosity, that God has blessed us with time, talent, and treasure, and that we offer that time, talent, and treasure right back to God. And, you know, we can't outgive God. And it's an amazing thing to watch when we give and God blesses as a result. So we want to encourage you tonight. Um, we're a little bit behind in uh, what we need, so we need your help. And uh, there's two ways that you can give. One, 
Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. <clears throat> so the other way is simple. Just go online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you tonight that we need your help and you can help us through your prayers and through your financial giving. All right, Dr. Buckner. Oh, by the way, speaking of Dr. Buckner, he is available to provide lectures and uh, do seminars at your church. And so we want to remind the listening audience, he's been around a lot of churches throughout the Bay Area lately, uh, and the response has been tremendous. Um, So he's available to come to your church, to uh, do seminars, to speak in your Sunday services, uh, to provide training, to equip your local congregation so that they too can give reasons and answers for faith, that they too can combat the cults at their doorstep, and that they too can um, proclaim the good news of the gospel and be fortified in the essentials of the Christian faith. And that's really so important. We struggle with biblical, uh, the issue of biblical illiteracy in our culture today. So we want to encourage you, learn God's word, uh, be a student of the word, uh, put it in you, And um, Dr. Buckner is available to help your church do just that. So we want to encourage you. You can reach him at area code 415-721-1778. Again, his number is 415-721-1778. All right, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, you Brother Gary. Appreciate those encouraging words and promotion about uh, (laughs) what uh, I do as far as ministry and in the Lord and how the Lord has used me to bless so many churches. And uh, not too long ago, just did a big workshop at a church in Concord and did it on spiritual warfare uh, for two nights. I did it on spiritual warfare, uh, broke it down verse by verse into deep detail and talked about seven principles on how to be a spiritual warrior of God. And then that Sunday morning. So I did that on Friday and Saturday. The, the church put me up in a, a hotel. I thank the Lord for doing them doing that. And then uh, I spoke on that Sunday uh, morning uh, on uh, six ways on how God allowed Satan to attack Job uh, with the letter uh, F. And so... I broke all that down, uh, you know, and people were so blessed, Brother Gary, and and ministered to, and the pastor and everybody at the church, they uh, they have not been. Looks like we may have some technical difficulties. Typically, Dr. Buckner likes to put me on the hot seat and uh, ask me how tonight's program affected me, blessed me. Uh, encourage me, and uh, especially tonight's message. You know, when we're talking about the God of all comfort, 
And we're talking about his grace, in the, especially in the midst of adversity and how it challenges our faith. And uh, I've always said, you know, we, um, sometimes faith can be like, um, imagine if you had a book on swimming and you read that book cover to cover and you, chapter one was on the, the breaststroke, chapter two was on the freestyle, chapter three was on the butterfly, chapter four was how to float on your back. And you read that book on swimming from cover to cover and you close that book and you said, you know what? I know how to swim. But let me tell you, it's a whole different world once you get in that water <laughs> and no book prepares you for that. And sometimes faith is the same thing. You know, it becomes theory until it's tested. And, and when we're going through trials and testing of our faith, that's where we're in the water. And uh, we're realizing, oh, it's not exactly what I thought it was based on what I read. And uh, you get a whole different perspective on faith. And you understand it's no longer just theory and that you are reliant upon God to meet that need, whatever it is, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional need, whether it's a marital problem, whatever. You have a wayward child and you're, you're called to stretch your faith in that situation to grow that faith like a muscle that's being uh, strengthened and that you can receive that special grace that we talked about tonight to give you that strength and that power and, and the sufficiency of it. And realize that God, God's grace is sufficient, that God is sufficient to meet all of your needs. And, um, you know, he waits till you run out of ideas. He waits till you run out of machinations. He waits till, you, till you've come to the end of all your phone calls and all the people you want to call and tell your problem to, and their answers are falling short. And then, and then he works. So, you know, in terms of Dr. Buckner asking me that question, that's my answer. And can you hear me, Brother Gary? I can hear you loud and clear. I appreciate you filling in for me while I was, uh, we're having these technical problems. Uh, but it lets you know how real the enemy is, but God is greater than he. So whatever he intends for evil, God will bring good out of this. But, you know, uh, there was, a, uh, when I did that teaching on Job, because uh, I did the spiritual warfare one at the church, everybody's so blessed by that. And then on a Sunday morning, a lady came up to me and she was just crying and just convicted by it. And then I just got a uh, letter from her, an uh, email, actually an email from her, and she said, Dr. Buckner, you don't know how much your teaching on Job has convicted my life. I've rededicated my life to Christ, rededicated my life to the church. Uh, and she is getting baptized this uh, Sunday uh, at the, uh, the church where I spoke at. And she is just praising God. And she asked me to come over on Sunday to be there to see her baptism. Unfortunately, I can't because I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor myself, but we're generally able to go to churches uh, when I ask us to speak, and we're able to just take our church over so we don't miss service at all. But God is just doing some wonderful things, and as you've been 
encouraging people, uh, get Dr. Buckner over. And I, I tell you, I guarantee you that in the Lord, uh, not only dealing with spiritual warfare that I tackle, but essential doctrines, the Trinity, I cover so much. And so many churches have been blessed and encouraged. And so, uh, Gary, I tell you, uh, this is a time where we need to knock out of people biblical illiteracy, and people need to be discipled, and they need to get into evangelism. We need to, I try to tell people, and we were talking, Craig and I, we were all talking about this at lunch the other day, that if people can bring just one person once a year to church, their church will grow like you've never seen it grow before. Just work at getting one person once a year in the church. Amazing things will happen. And then once you get them in there, we need to disciple people. And that's where I come in with discipleship and apologetics and so many other things. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Brother Gary, uh, to say a few more words and then knock a home run in the name of Jesus. And we thank God for events. He's doing such a good job and right there to help us in these crises. So we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I would say in, in summation, it's, you know, as we come out of the other side of COVID, you know, we have a lot of churches have been shut down and, and people have been um, kind of afraid and leery about gathering together. And, and it really seems to me that uh, we're, at, we're crossing that threshold again where things are returning somewhat to normal. And so I want to encourage people, get back to church. You know, there's something about being with God's people, worshiping God, and God's presence. Uh, it's so vital. So we want to encourage you, get back to your local church, if, if at all possible. And uh, don't forsake the assembly. It's so critical. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And uh, we'd like to thank you, our listening audience, and Vince, our engineer, for making this program happen tonight. Um, it's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner. Always with one purpose in mind, to equip exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.